Well, folks, Misha Arish, Jerry Adams here, August Morris Gra, Tasola Gomsa, go well shepsha gunyar, go moi. August Tame go han moi, tan amsher go huntak. Be me han grohak and shakton shabachin rod moi an encore. So, uh, just reflecting for a moment or two on the Northern Local Government election. And that was, as we all know, an outstanding success for Sinn Féin. So well done to everyone involved, especially the voters. And the Sinn Féin leadership and the local election directorates, the activists, including many from the South, it was a national effort. And they all together collectively, including the candidates, of course, presented the electorate with sound policies and a powerful team of experienced and first-time candidates to vote for. And the party stood on its commitment to Irish unity, the record of work in the councils, the defence of the Good Friday Agreement, and the imperative of getting the power-sharing institutions back up and running. And Michelle O'Neill demonstrated her commitment to be a First Minister for all. So now there are 144 Sinn Féin councillors in the North. The party's the largest one in the Assembly, the largest one in local government by seats held and vote share, has a greater number of MPs at Westminster and is the largest party in the South. And in addition, the number of voters who back parties that favour a united Ireland pro-unity voters is greater than those who backed the Union with Britain, pro-Union voters. So the pro-unity voters now outnumber the pro-Union voters. So we still have a a job of work to do to get the unity referendum promised in the Good Friday Agreement. And that means increasing our efforts to persuade the Irish government to establish a citizens' assembly and to begin the process of planning for Irish unity, of doing the, the preparatory work. But I also think it would be important for the Irish government to work with the British government to set a date for the referendum. And I'm not looking for it. I don't think anybody's looking for that tomorrow morning. It's to facilitate in a peaceful, uh, seamless way the transition from a partitioned Ireland into a new national democracy. And citizens want to deliver on commitments. They want us to do it. They want all the political parties to do it. And they want the promise of change and the hope of a new future to be more than rhetoric. So that's that's the big challenge facing us at this time. How we use the political strength, how we, how we I suppose, exploit, if that's the right word, the momentum, which is clearly with those who want change to bring other people with us and that's the big challenge facing Irish Republicans. So let's go forward with some hope for the uh, future and let's plot a course which is all about the future. So the two governments setting the date, the Irish government starting the preparatory work, the planning work, and that includes a citizens' assembly 
on the future. Really exciting times. And as I say, well done to everyone who voted in the election and well done to all of those who were elected. On a really sort of a obnoxious issue, a video was posted on social media recently of a vicious attack on a young person in Navan and County Meath. It's a 14-year-old boy. And the video showed him being violently assaulted by a group of other young people. And the boy is punched to the ground. He's forced down. He's kicked. He's punched again as he tries to crawl away. And the assault only ends when other young people step in to stop it. The 14-year-old suffered concussion, broken teeth and extensive bruising, including the mark of a shoe imprinted on his forehead. And according to his family, he was targeted because he is gay. He's a victim of hate crime. In the aftermath, five young people were arrested and there's a, an ongoing Garda investigation. And then thankfully, hundreds of people marched through Navan in solidarity with the victim of this crime. So I want to extend my solidarity to him. There can be no place for such hatred in any society. Bullying and hate crime, whether against the LGBTQ plus community or whether it's gender-based or sectarian or motivated by race or colour, must be confronted wherever it rears its ugly head. And then I had a week of uh, funerals. And... It's the age we're at, that's what I tell myself and my declining peer group as we attended funeral after funeral this last wee while. And it's obvious that the great wheel of life is now turning for our generation. And this phase started with Colette's sister Martha. Martha was 85, she was the matriarch of the Mallon family, a kind, strong, gentle woman who lived on through Parkinson and the loss of her husband Jim and her son Jim. And Martha was ferried between Andytown and Donegal and Spain by her devoted family, back and forth, making the best of life until her time came. Mary Harold, the same age as Martha and a childhood friend and a neighbour in the White Rock, went next, a valiant camogue, and her day and a lifelong Andrum Gale. And then out of the blue, our friend and comrade Damien Gibney died quietly and unexpectedly, dozing in his chair. Damien, one of the two first Sinn Féin councillors elected to Lisburn in dangerous times, along with Pat Rice, will be deeply missed by May and Sinead and the entire Gibney clan. Andrea Murphy's tribute last week speaks to the history and the kindness and compassion of that family. On Sunday on the road back from an event in Dungannon, we got the news that Rob Kerr had died suddenly. Rob was a former blanket man. Lawrence McKeown, who was 73 days on hunger strike in 1981, remembered Rob and Jennifer. And Lawrence wrote, 33 years ago today, the 17th of May, 1990, I was best man at the wedding of Rob Kerr and Jennifer McCann. The wedding took place in the chapel of the Hitz Blocks Long Cash, 
where Rob and I were both life sentence prisoners. Jennifer too was a prisoner at the time in McGabry Prison and before that Armagh's Women Prison, where she was serving a 20-year sentence. Her bridesmaid was Miriam McCardle, also a life sentence prisoner. They were both brought from McGabry to the hits blocks for the wedding and then returned to McGabry that afternoon. Jennifer, aged 21 at the time of her arrest, was sentenced on the 6th of March 1981. She was a close friend of Bobby Sands, and Bobby wrote in his prison diary while on hunger strike that day, My friend Jennifer got 20 years. I am greatly distressed. After the wedding ceremony, Jennifer and Mary were held in the prison hospital over lunchtime before getting visits with Rob and me. They both often talk about how strange and emotional it was to be in the place where Bobby and the other nine died. Last Sunday afternoon, I got the tragic news that Rob had died suddenly. Rob, a volunteer, a blanket man, an escapee, but most of all a gentleman, a loving husband of Jennifer and a devoted father to Maeve, Sarla, August Finton, Slan, Akara. Lauren speaks for all of us who knew Rob. Goromila, my August Akara. Pat Donaghy from Tyrone is a friend of mine and a long-time Sinn Féin supporter in the USA and a champion of the search for peace in his homeland. Pat lost his brother, Gerald, around the same time. Gerald, like all the Donaghy clan, was a good Irish patriot. He hosted a number of Friends of Sinn Féin events for me to speak at. The family organised for him to be buried in Carrickmore. He was to be waked in the family home in Drummoog. His older brother Jim made all the arrangements. Then Jim died suddenly. We buried the two brothers together on a beautiful May morning last week with the hedges parceled bright from the white thorn and the wind voices in full bloom. We buried them in their beloved Tyrone. On the way back to Belfast, I got the news of the death of Kieran Monaghan, Myra's husband, daddy of Harry and Gabrielle, and son of Kieran and Gabrielle. Kieran had been valiantly battling cancer. For months, he defied death and astonished family, friends, and his medical team by his calm, stoical refusal to give up. Eventually, Kieran left on his own terms on the Divis Mountain in his utopia, surrounded by his clan and close to nature and his dogs. Too many funerals in too short a time. Yet, this is life. In these times of loss and grief, the blessings of an Irish wake are clear. So too is the kindness and generosity of local communities. That was the character of all the funerals I attended. It's what we do well on this island. And there's comfort too in religious rituals, in music and storytelling. No one, even people of great faith, knows what happens to us after we die. That's one of life's great mysteries. In the Irish language, we describe the dead as being on the way of truth. Ursley and Aranya. They now know what comes next. The ancient Irish believed that the spirits of the dead linger in places that they loved. And I like the sense of that. So Kieran's spirit will forever roam the mountain. We also know that friends and family members continue to be our friends and family members after they die. Death does not change that. 
Death does not stop brothers being brothers and mummies and grannies are mummies and grannies forever. Grandads too and daddies. They all live on in our memories. The Donaghy's and Damien, Big Rob and Martha and all the others will continue to be there somewhere to mind their families forever. Clicky told me decades ago that immortality is to be remembered and spoken of by friends and family. So let us speak of them all with love and affection and extend our sympathy and solidarity to all their families. And I thought I would go out this week with the Clancy's and a parting glass. So Shinea Karja, Nabi Bronach, Bidukasak, Obishlori Maidatsa, Raish the Kun of Jah, the Kudji Jah, and Shakhtan Shah Hogging, Slan August Banakti, Dovsha Alar. Oh, all the money that e'er I spend, I spend it in good company. And all the harm that I ever did, alas, it was to none but me. And all I've done for want of wit, to memory now I can't recall. So fill to me the parting glass. Good night and joy be with you all. If I had money enough to spend, and leisure time to sit a while. There is a fair maid in this town that sorely has my heart beguiled. Her rosy cheeks and ruby lips, I own she has my heart enthralled. So fill to me the parting glass. Good night and joy be with you. Oh, all the comrades that e'er I had, they're sorry for my going away. And all the sweethearts that e'er I had, they'd wish me one more day to stay. But since it falls unto my lot that I should rise and you should not, I'll gently rise. And softly call Good night and joy be with you